This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Boston Early's Rush Hour here on 77 WABC Talk Radio, New York. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And why does he always fade out the music? Thank you. Diego. That was one of his songs. I bet you he'd leave it up for a while. Yeah, if it was one of Diego's. Diego has a new album out, and it is great. We have to play Warm Summer again, which is my favorite song so far on Diego's new album one day. But a lot to do, folks. We are still following this speaker's race. We are now. Uh, where are we, Scott? Uh, round uh, nine. It's like a baseball game now. Okay, we're round nine, and and, and the uh, vote is still going on in vote nine. Is, the vote is still going on, but McCarthy already lost. So. Okay. So, yes. There we are. Mm-hmm. And now, by the way, at the last vote, oh, look, Hearn has, is that three votes so far? Yeah. So now another name has been introduced. We will get to all of that. I have invited folks that um, are on my Twitter, suite, uh, uh, Twitter feed. I'm at Bo Snerdly. B-O-S-N-E-R-D-L-E-Y on Twitter. I've invited them to call in. So if you are calling in and you're part of the Twitter crew, just tell us. Now, here's the way it's going to work today. I would love to take more calls than usual today because I've invited people to call in and let us know what they think about this. So if you want to join us on the telephone, once again, it's 800-848-WABC. I will talk about it for a few moments, and I may have some things to interrupt here and there. Yes, there's other news going on, but I think it's safe to say that most of the shows be going to concern the uh, the ongoing elections for speaker and the continued name calling, the continued badgering, the continued harassment, the continued browbeating that those people who oppose Kevin McCarthy being speaker of the House are subjected to from the establishment of the Republican Party and some of their allies in the mainstream media, and and not not only the mainstream media, but also some conservatives are railing against this process too, some very well-known conservatives, and just saying everybody should just bend the knee for Kevin. There's an incoming congressman in New York. His name is Representative Michael Lawler, and this is another one of them. What he says is they have put, speaking of those that oppose Kevin McCarthy, they have put their own selfish agenda ahead of the conference. 
The conference voted overwhelmingly in November to support Kevin for speaker. Our rules dictate that Kevin is the candidate to support. Well, Mr. Lola, Mr. First Termer, your rules don't dictate anything. Elected members of Congress have a choice that is not dictated to them as to who they should vote for. Now, you don't like that, and many others of your ilk don't like that, but that is just the way it goes. And for you to disparage people and call them selfish, and again, here's this thing. So folks need to get serious. They need to wake up and realize we're not real. Well, okay, we're already awake. And so for your arrogant, insulting tone to, to everyone else, it's just ridiculous. As if everyone else is sleeping and you're the one that's awake. For your information, Mr. Lawler and all of you in the Lawler ilk, what is going on here is a process that is totally acceptable in America because we are a representative republic. And thank God for our nation's founders, who instead of just declaring mob rule democracy, actually formed this country as a representative republic. So the representatives of which you are one, Mr. Lawler, can represent the voters in their district as their conscience dictates, not as you or Kevin McCarthy dictate. And these people are not selfish. For decades, Republicans in this party, long before they elected you, Mr. Lawler, have put up with betrayal after betrayal from the very people that they elected to do the business of the people. There was a very impassioned speech. Oh, let me just do a quick aside on that. There was a very impassioned speech this morning by Representative Don Bishop of North Carolina. And here's what struck me about that. Mr. Bishop earlier put into nomination, it was either the seventh or eighth vote, put into nomination the name Byron Donalds. Byron has called this program. Byron is well known to this audience. Byron is an incredibly gifted human being. He and his wife are in the forefront of trying to change education in America so that the poorest among us and those living in blue cities where there is no chance that education can educate their children. Well, yesterday, Cori Bush, this this woman from St. Louis that's a representative there, said some awful things about Byron. She called him basically a, a tool of white supremacist. He's a black guy, and this is insulting. And it's racist, and it's bigoted, and it's ignorant. Well, this is the Americana that I love. This is America. Today on the floor of the United States House of Representatives, a representative from North Carolina who happens to be Caucasian, a white guy, stood up. Now, North Carolina, of course, is one of the original slave states in America. Today, a representative, Don Bishop from North Carolina, stood on the floor, put into nomination a black American conservative, Byron Donalds, and at the same time rebuked the racial ignorance and hatred spewing from the Democrat Cory Bush and rebuked it passionately. That is America. That is the America that I love. 
not these people that are so full of hatred and so full of arrogance that they tell everyone else, either shut up like Mr. Lawless, just shut up and get serious. We are serious, Mr. Lawless. How dare you with your arrogance? You haven't even sat in Congress yet. And here you are arrogantly declaring that everyone else just bend over for Kevin. No, thank you, Mr. Lawless. People have a right to represent their views and those of their constituents just like you do. And then he starts whining about what we can't do. So when it comes to Jim Jordan's oversight on the judiciary, guess what? Can't do it because of these folks. When it comes to securing the borders, guess what? Can't do it because of these folks. You haven't been doing it. The borders haven't been secure. This just didn't start yesterday. Why don't you attack Joe Biden with the same fervor that you attack your fellow Republicans, lawless, or whatever the hell your name is? These guys always go after conservative Republicans and try to demean them and denigrate them, but they never hold the people that are actually destroying the fabric of this country to the same kind of vitriol that they spew out of their uninformed mouths at conservatives. Let me turn to an article in The Hill. Lawmakers say Kevin McCarthy speaker fight portends debt ceiling crisis. Well, lo and behold, the messy, drawn-out battle over electing the next speaker is raising the danger of a debt limit crisis later this year. Lawmakers in both parties warn. Ah, <gasps> really? Conservative rebels. Now they're rebels like Johnny Reb. I guess they're going to be doing the old Reb yell. Conservative rebels in the House are demanding that the next speaker, whether it's Kevin McCarthy or someone else, make a stand against passing a clean debt limit increase, which would set up a major fight with Senate Democrats and President Biden. Well, golly gee, that is exactly what the opposition party is supposed to do, to oppose legislation that they think is harmful to the country. But here's the fear from bipartisan members of Congress. Oh, no, these damn Republicans are going to get in the way of us passing just another rubber stamp bill that raises the debt ceiling. Why, they may actually demand that we hold ourselves and hold them accountable for this flagrant spending that has pushed inflation over the edge and that is not what the American people vote for. And this is what they fear, a stop to business as usual. This is what McConnell was too chicken sh- Uh, uh, too chicken to do. This is what they all have been too chicken to do, to stand up to Joe Biden, to stand up to Democrats and say, no, we're not going along with this. They are so afraid of a government shutdown that they put their tails between their legs and they don't fight. And now for the first time, this is the real fear emerging that these Republicans may actually demanding that the opposition party act like an opposition party and finally oppose this business-as-usual, free-for-all spending spree that Washington has been on for almost three decades. This is the fear that their way of doing business is now going to be challenged. 
No, I see we already have a full board. And I promise we're going to get to, I promised we are going to get to some calls, so we are going to get to calls. Here's another headline. Brian Kilmeade immediately backpedals after calling Never Kevin conservative insurrectionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been called immoral. New Gingrich made that pathetic argument the other day that those people that are voting uh, not to have Kevin in are immoral. Pathetic. Why don't you go sell some more stuff to people? Like you've been selling stuff ever since you were speaker. Just sell, sell, sell. Get as much money as you can. Put it in your pocket. And never mind those people who want real reform. Sell, sell, sell. Always be selling. Well, the American people, Newt, are tired of being sold out by Washington politicians who just want to get rich themselves. Take a hint and be quiet and stop criticizing people that honestly want change. Dan Crenshaw went off on everybody that is opposing. And then you have all these people. They're insurrectious. They're ter- they, they, you know what they're calling them now? The Taliban 20. Well, it's over 20 now. They call them legislative terrorists. All of these names are attached to people who just want decent government and who are saying no to Kevin McCarthy. And yeah, there are a lot of media shills out here who've been shilling for years for the Republican establishment. And guess what? People are seeing through the shilling right now. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Your call's coming up right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Boy, it's been a long time since I heard that. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. Ava. Hello. Hey, what's the story with this song? So in 1973, Bruce Springsteen and his E Street Band released the debut album, Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Oh, I know. That's the wrong thing. Sorry. Haha. <laughs> in 1980, yeah. the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight became hip-hop's first top 40 hit. Um, hip-hop's roots as a musical phenomenon are subject to debate, but its roots as a commercial phenomenon are much clearer. Uh, they trace back directly to January 5th, 1980, when the song Rapper's Delight became the first hip-hop single ever to reach the Billboard Top 40. 
Um, and it was a businesswoman from New Jersey who put the two trends together to give birth to an industry. talking about Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvia. Yeah, Sil- Sylvia Robinson from All Platinum Records. Yeah. She was a singer. Um, and then later, the owner of a small record label called It was all a big platinum. record label, All Platinum. They had the moments. <laughs> they had the whatnots. They had all of that from right over in Inglewood. Thank you, Ava. Right over From sure. uh, Inglewood. Now, here's the thing. Um, it, the, there was a line in the history that said the, the origins can are in dispute. The origins are not in dispute to me. They started on radio with a disc jockey named Jocko. And the guy that picked it up there and made it happen was Gary Bird. Gary Bird had one of the first rap records out. It's called Every Brother Ain't a Brother. And that was the first modern rap record in our era. And believe me, I know this. A lot of people were listening to that, and that's what got it. So if you want to know what started the modern era of hip-hop, it was New York disc jockey, Imhotep Gary Bird, that's who started this incredible phenomena of rap. And he did it on his radio show in New York. Little history there from James Golden. All right, let's go back and let's hit the telephones. Uh, Let's see, where do we start? Let's start with Joe in Long Island. Joe, welcome you on WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Bro, thank you so much. I God bless you. I heard you yesterday. That uh, monologue was the most incredible. Thank you for representing us, we the people, and giving us a voice. And today you followed it up. This is too high stakes. We can't take a chance with a groomed rhino Republican. Possibility if he gets in. But this is democracy in action. You covered everything. Shame on temper tantrums on Kennedy. Mark Levin, and I don't know if you want to mention Huckabee. I heard them all, and you mentioned a lot of them. Terrorists? Newt Gingrich? Blackmail? What are you talking about? This is democracy in action. We're talking about the number two person for presidency. Can we get it right? Can we take a week to get this right? You want to talk about an embarrassment, Mr. Golden? McConnell and the GOP just voted for that omnibus bill, and now... And then he goes down, McConnell, in our face, and walks around in Kentucky with, uh, uh, B- with Joe Biden. Biden? Yep. Yeah, thank you. And, 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 yes, sir. Joe, I love you. Thank you for your call. Listen, what Joe was saying here is right. They could not even wait till Republicans came to office before they passed this omnibus monstrosity. I went through some of the things in there yesterday. We live in a representative republic, folks. This was not by accident. Our country was founded with the blood, sweat, and tears of everybody of that time era, including those who could not vote, including those who were enslaved on America's field. All of us are part of the American mosaic that came up from there. And one of the things that came from it was the idea that unlike other nations where there was this mob mentality, the majority always rules, we were set up differently as a representative Republican. And because of that, America gave birth to the idea of liberty in a very different way that has since been, has transformed the entire world one way or another. Even, um, even in the communist countries right now, There's not pure communism because they have had to bend to some of what America has brought to the world, some level of representation, even if it's just for show. 
Now, in this country, the American representatives have the right to vote their conscience and represent their districts. And by the rules, if you cannot get to that majority, then that's that. As I mentioned yesterday, Richard Nixon could have made a big stink about the election of 1960. But he did not because he didn't want to plunge the country into a constitutional crisis and tear up this country. There's no need for this to go on. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes. He could step aside. Why? What? By the way, I saw a picture, and I started to say, I've been toying with the idea that I shouldn't say this. But I'm going to say it. I saw the, this image of Kevin McCarthy today surrounded on all sides, back of him, on the sides of him, on that side of him. Not one woman, not one person that looked any different than Kevin McCarthy. You go look at the Democrat side, it's a little bit different. I don't want to do identity politics. I believe in, this is what I believe, one race, one God. Okay, we belong to the human race, and I don't put all this stuff in color, color, color. But I'm going to tell you something. When you keep hearing about diversity and you keep looking, it's the same old damn boys club. Why is there never a woman? We have so many Republican women that can lead. Why is there not one ever, one woman that is put in a position of real power, not just a trophy girl, not just a a third or fourth ranking woman with limited power? Why has there never been one woman in the Republican Party with real power? Why is it only white guys in the Republican Party with any power? And why all over the media are all the white guys protesting when other people in the Republican Party say, hey, we just need a change in leadership. Many of them are white guys themselves. Hey, let's change leaders. It's like this is a boys club. And we can't get beyond the boys club. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to go there, but I'm going there. And year after year, decade after decade, what do they do? They get elected, and all of a sudden, all these guys end up being very rich. If they weren't rich before they came in, they're sure rich when they go out. And what do the American people get? Broken promises. Should I go through the list again? Oh, yeah, we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. We're still waiting on that, Kevin. Oh, yeah, we're going to take care of the borders. We're still waiting on that, Kevin. Oh, yeah, we're going to investigate the other party. We've been waiting for investigations to bear fruit since Clinton. Now, I happen to know, I have some inside stories from people in Washington, that there was one investigation, and this was a guy, I'm not going to mention names yet because I don't have permission to give you the source, but told by Boehner, we're going to put you in charge of this investigation, slow walk it. And that's what I was told, and this happens to be against this investigation happened during the Obama administration. Year after year, conservatives get told things are going to happen. They never happen. Except the bad things, we can continue to pass these endless bills that we don't have the money to pay for. And now all of a sudden when you have someone that objects, and what are they objecting to? Today was the first day, and you heard congressmen and women say this today, the first time there has been open debate on the House floor in years because they locked up the rules so these members that you send there can't even add amendments to bills. They can't even speak their mind on the floor in front of their other colleagues because they, can, they, they put the power just to derive right up to the speaker.
and they knock down the power of these actual committees. This stuff gets in the weeds, folks. I'm sorry if I'm getting in the weeds with you. But the House of Representatives has been dysfunctional for years. And that's why this country, one of the reasons why this country is in such bad shape when it comes to legislation. And so now people are demanding change. And what do we have? We have a bunch of shills on our side that are knocking anybody that's saying we want chills. There is a Rasmussen poll today. The majority of Republican voters do not want Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. But once again, the majority of the Republican voters will be ignored if you listen to the shills. Because they want their boy, they want their club member, Kevin, running thing because it's Kevin's turn. No, Kevin, it's not your turn automatically. This is not American royalty. You are not the heir apparent. You have to earn a vote. And if you can't pull it off, step aside. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. More of your calls coming. I will contain myself and stop with the diarrhea of the mouth and let you guys get it. I'm sorry, because I invited you to call. We're going to take more of your calls. James Golden, Snurley on WABC. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is The Rush Hour with Pose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Lou Christie brings us back on 77 WABC. Every boy wants a girl he can trust to the very end. Baby, that's you. We want a speaker we can trust. Yeah, lightning striking again. Seven, eight, nine times. Lightning strikes the House of Representatives. They keep voting and they keep coming up with the same thing. No. Okay, what was that you asked me during the break, Scott? Well, you it didn't register. You mentioned yesterday that McCarthy had already moved into the Speaker's office. <laughs> the guy has not been elected, but he's already moved into the Speaker's office. What if Byron Donalds did that? They probably call the Capitol Police. Well, he's got 5% of the vote. He could take a corner, could share. You know what? Maybe he should just start moving some of his stuff in. <laughs> the, the furniture movers just start grabbing stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the arrogance of Kevin McCarthy? You're not elected, but you move in like, I don't care what happens. I'm going to be speaker. Screw the people. Screw their vote. I'm entitled to it. You talk about the entitlement mentality. There's your entitlement mentality on parade. He's entitled to it. And so he'll just move in. Never mind the American people. Never mind the fact that we do have a representative republic and the process is done. He doesn't even have enough respect for you, the voters, to wait until it is confirmed. He's just going to move in now, he and his boys, and just take it over. What arrogance. And that's the way these people are in D.C. This is the swamp, folks. You talk about the swamp, you're looking at the swamp in action. Looks like the vote is done. Yeah. And same as last time. So Donald's has 17, Hearn has three, and the one person's voting present. So 21 not not, uh, going with the pack. And now Kevin is at 200. Yeah. Hakeem Jeffries has more votes than Kevin McCarthy. All right, let's go to Cool Whip in the Bronx. Cool Whip, what's up? Hey, what's up, James? How is it? Listen, um, I just got to tell you what happened yesterday, which really got me pissed off. Um, I called your show yesterday, and whoever the screener was, I said, Cool Whip. And he's like, excuse me? I said, Cool Whip. He goes, nah. Then he hung up. And I called back, and I said, it's Cool Whip. He's like, wait, what's your real name? I said, well, he knows me as Cool Whip. He was like, nah, what's your real name? So I gave him my name, uh, Chris, and then he did, Then you never took me. Uh, I, yeah, I couldn't take all the calls cool yesterday. Well, you know what? Look, Cool Whip, I'm glad you called. And by the way, could you get Corn Pop to call next week too? But Cool Whip, what's on your mind with the race that's going on? Okay. Uh, what I wanted to say was that um, – you know, it's funny how you see Joe Biden come out and saying, this is a disgrace. This is embarrassing. This is supposed to be the best country. I mean, this is a man who has so many things in his closet that it doesn't close anymore. <laughs> I want to address what you just said. Thank you for the call, Cool Whip. You're always welcome here. You know that, bro. Okay, listen, I, because I addressed this from someone else who said this is an embarrassment, and I'm glad he brought that up. This is not an embarrassment, folks. This is exactly, this is not an embarrassment. This is exactly how a representative republic works. This is not a royal coronation. What harm is being done here? We are taking a few days where people are voting. This is not political violence. This is not rioting. This is not a coup like they tried to do with agencies of the government to overturn an election against Donald Trump because they didn't like him. This is an orderly process of voting. What harm is there in taking out the time to vote? You people that talk about, oh, well, we need to get things done. We need to get things done. How come you didn't say that when they go out on recess? You don't even know when the hell they go on recess most of you because you don't even know because they take so many recesses and for so long. You don't follow the congressional calendar. But all of a sudden, those of you detractors, well, we need to get back to work. When have they been doing the work? They haven't been doing any work except passing money bills that you have to pay for, your grandkids have to pay for, and their great-grandchildren will be paying for because we don't have the money to spend. They're making up things out of thin air. They print money without having anything to back it 
so that they can spend it to buy votes from constituents. And we got to get things done? Seriously? There is no harm in this vote. This is a few days to decide a leader with votes, not political violence. What we should be, instead of embarrassed, is we should be holding our founders up with awe and gratitude for this system. This is exactly what a representative republic looks like. You work past it, and if it takes a little while, you resolve the issues with votes. This is America. We vote. Well, some of us vote more than, don't let me go into that. Let us move to another, there's nothing embarrassing about this. We should be holding this up before the world and say, see, this is how we do things in America. We vote. And we'll keep taking votes until we arrive at the right solution. This is the American system that our founders gave us. We are proud of it, and we hold it in awe. Judy in New York City. Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, I would like to see robust debate, uh, and perhaps you articulate the rules that are up for consideration to make for better legislation, because we're the peop- people we're fed up with, uh, uh, you know, promising one thing and not delivering anything else. So let's let's hear what are the guidelines that should be guiding these people running for that office. Well, one of the things that thank you for the call, Judy. Here's one of the things that has happened. There have been concessions made by Kevin McCarthy. By the way, these are concessions that he could have made weeks ago when he understood that there was a problem. But see, what he and everybody else expected was that Andy Biggs and crew would just do what Republicans are usually famous for doing, tucking their tail between their hindquarters and then just bending down to a few promises or a few threats. But it didn't happen this time. So these concessions, that so-called concessions being made, one of the things that they did is one of the super PACs said, okay, we won't spend money in open races Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's a lot of garbage because they'll just find another way to spend money under another entity, okay? They did that to appease the Club for Growth. And I hope the folks over at the Club for Growth realize that it's a sham commitment. The other thing that they're going to do, imagine this. They're going to actually let members vote on amendments, possibly. Imagine that. It has to be conceded and wrung out of them to actually let your elected officials vote on a piece of legislation and offer their own amendment to it under the new rules, supposedly. When they, when they talk about concessions, I just keep thinking back to the Joe Manchin, Chuck Schumer concessions and how that how well that worked out for yeah, everybody. Didn't, well, yeah, it was all promises made, and then the as soon as we get and... past it, they go and ignore it. Exactly right. And by the way, this is one of the things that Scott Perry said today, that they're supposed to be holding these negotiations behind the doors, and it's supposed to be confidential, and yet, whose team is out there leaking it? Kevin McCarthy's team is out blabbing to the media. He said, can't trust the guy. And isn't that consistent with everything that some of us have heard? Those of us that are being called the terrorists, the Taliban 20, the sleepers who need to wake up and get serious by these arrogant lawmakers that think they are their own little gods and their own little fiefdoms. Oh, their little plans have been disrupted now, and they are not happy. 
Let us go to Gabriel in the Bronx. Gabriel, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good, thank you. All right. My question is this. Why is America allowing itself to be infiltrated with foreigners in the government? Why is America allowing itself to be infiltrated with what? Foreigners in the government. Okay, you come here, you migrate here, you become a citizen, and then you run for political office. Isn't that a security risk? Okay, thank you for the call. Let me address this. If you are an American citizen, whether you immigrated here or not, you can run for many offices in the United States. The only office constitutionally that you cannot run for as a naturalized citizen is the presidency. And America has always been open to legal immigrants here. And I have no problem with that. That is what makes America, America. I have no problems with that at all. Ed, in Syracuse, you're on Bo Snurley, James Golden, it's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. What's up? Hi, Mr. Snurley. Hey, um, I just wanted to say I love your Rush Hour and your weekend extravaganza. Um, I'm, I'm as fire-eating a conservative as anybody, so I really got to go with my boy, O Mark Levin. Um, and I got two points. One is he was talking about, you know, he kind of sees the hand of Mark Meadows, and, and I forget the other guy behind it. I'd, I'd appreciate it if you could try and dig into that. And then the second one is I'm in New York 25. Um, you know, we had a primary here, and the, the party put up a, sh- a hack, a, a shill. And uh, in speaking of women in, in uh, uh in power, uh, Elise Stefanik, I, you know, I love her, but she was behind the, the, the hack, but we, we got our guy, but we're in a district that's really on the edge, you know? And I think that, um, you gotta have somebody like a Mark or, uh, um, um, Kevin McCarthy in order to be able to herd all the cats. I think, um, you know, if, if you look at, uh, trying to, uh, get a consensus, I think the speaker's got to have some power too, you know? Okay. Here's the so, thing in the house. Hold on, let me just say, because you, you bring up some points, let me address them. The herd the cats thing, one of Trent Lott, the Senate said, it's, the Senate job is like herding cats. This is the difference. In the Senate, you have to have unanimous consent to move forward or anything. In the House, you don't. Okay, so there is no herding cats. In the, so there's whipping votes, but it's not the same thing that happens in the Senate. Now, now to, as this earlier thing, I will dig into it, but I don't really care who's behind it. I don't, and, and look, you know I love Mark Levin. And let there be no question about it. I love Mark Levin. Love Mark Levin. I disagree with Mark on this. Mark is for Kevin. I'm I'm for the open process. And as I said on Twitter earlier, I am not against Kevin McCarthy. But what I am for is for a transparent race. I'm also for a conservative that has a reputation of keeping his word that can be trusted and that's not just conservative when it's politically expedient and when it's not politically expedient, he throws conservatism out. And I also have a long memory. I remember Kevin McCarthy talking behind Donald Trump's back and trashing him. And then, of course, when it's politically expedient, old Kev has a different story. So I'm not against Kevin McCarthy. If Kevin McCarthy ends up as House Speaker... Okay, but I am for this process going forward, and believe me, I think that we need to get out of the boys' club that gave us Denny Hastert, who begat John Boehner, who begat Paul Ryan, who begat Kevin McCarthy. 
I think it's time to stop the I think it's time to stop the House of Hastert in its track. I'm ready to move on and try something new. Now you mentioned Elaine Stefanik. I also love Elaine. Elise Stefanik. And we've had Elise on. And you know, when I said Republicans in power, I should not have excluded Elise but Elise carved her own power base by raising money. And that's why they elevated her into a position. Why isn't she being looked at as a potential speaker, by the way? She's demonstrated that she can raise money. Why aren't they looking at Elise? They never look at the women in this party. They never look at the people that are not from the boys club. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. That sounds like I'm a girl. Is this cool in the gang, though? This is the original. Well, you know, she used it. But this is the original Summer Madness from Cool in the Gang. Right here in New Jersey. James Golden Snurley coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. The one and only Marvin brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. From the groundbreaking album, I Want You. Listen, you can join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the app or going to wabcradio.com slash VIP. Join this week and you'll have a chance to win a WABC leather jacket. Join the 77 WABC family. Every week we're giving away prizes. 77 WABC VIP members have an opportunity to get prizes including... Going to live event experiences, celebrity meet and greets, signed memorabilia, concert tickets, all that and more. This week, one of you lucky 77 WABC VIP members will be chosen to receive a WABC leather jacket. Sign up right now. A WABC VIP club. Download the app. Or go to 77 WABC's website. That's wabcradio.com slash VIP. You'll also be eligible to receive a special member's newsletter and automatically be entered for a chance to win a prize each week from WABC 77 WABC VIP. Become a 77 WABC VIP like me. Marvin Gaye brings us back as we head back. Tenth, tenth vote. The tenth vote goes on. Going for number ten. I love it. Let them keep voting, baby. This is what it's all about. Let's go to Long Island and Mark. Mark, welcome. You're on WABC with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. Thanks, James. Um, you know, I think it's really interesting when you're looking at this entire situation. Because last night I saw Hannity, where basically Bobert was on there and Hannity was attacking her like crazy. 
And then like an hour or two later, she's on MSNBC and Stephanie Rules attacking her like crazy. I think this is a really good example of when you can see really where people's true colors are. Because like you had said, this country is based on the minority having a voice. And if you're in a situation like this, Hannity kept saying to her, well, you know, you don't have the votes. And she kept saying basically, you know what, McCarthy doesn't have the votes. And more importantly, that's the point, like you had mentioned earlier, if you don't have the votes, get out of the way. Find somebody else. You tell me you're the only person to be the entire Speaker of the House. I mean, I thought the best example today was when Nancy Pelosi came out and said, well, I really wish, you know, Kevin McCarthy got elected on the first vote. Well, of course, because you're both part of the uniparty. You're both part of the same thing. And the one thing that these 20 Republicans are standing out for is to stand up and say, you know what? No, it's not going to be business as usual. No, our constituency doesn't want us to have omnibus bills that basically tie us to a budget for the next for almost half of our time that we're in the House of Representatives. And that's the thing that, that, that is most admirable about what these people are doing right now. What do you do in your career? Do you have your own talk show somewhere? Because you should, no, but If you Mark. want to hire me, I'll go on. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, man. Thank you. And, and, yeah, I would like to, but I can't afford you right now. But, uh, but you know, hey, that's a whole other thing. I like that. I'll hire this guy in a minute. Such clarity. I love it. Thank you for the call. Let us go to Heidi in Eastern PA. Hi, Heidi. Hey, Mr. Snurdly. It's uh, Easton, E-A-S-T-O-N, on the border Easton. of New Jersey. Oh yes, thank I know you so much is. for keep, thank you so much for keeping our connection to Russia alive. I love it, and just wanted my dad's an economist, Big Dave. He once told me that uh, the Austrian school of economists believe that the best Congress is one that never meets. So I think we may be on the right track here with some, with uh, what we're doing. And I got to say, as somebody who's in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, feeling massively unrepresented at every level for every person I've ever voted for in recent memory, um, I, I think. What, it's a breath of fresh air to feel represented, to have these people, Donald, Biggs, Perry in Pennsylvania, Bobert, speaking for us, holding fast to what they are sent there to do. Anna, forget her last name. Um, but thank you so much for, for highlighting this, for being on the right side. We've got to continue fighting for what is right, because why else would we be there and send these representatives if not to stop the insanity? Thank you so much, Heidi. Love you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Pamela in central New Jersey. You're up next. Yeah, I found Andy Biggs two years ago. I I asked myself, who are the ones who are brave enough to impeach, to actually hand in paperwork? Andy Biggs was on that list. So I followed him for two years and I everything he tweeted, he he stated his mind very clearly. A lot of the Congress's offices that you call are very evasive. I asked him, who are you for, Speaker of the House? Oh, well, that could be a secret ballot at first. Uh, we can't really tell you. Well, uh, well what are you for this? Uh, well, we, re- we can't really tell you. It's the good old boy network. It's heard the cats. But Andy Biggs was out front. And I told my husband, I said, this guy's going somewhere. I could Thank see you. him being That's a VP. That's the time we have. We do, and Andy Biggs was supposed to be on with us today, but as he's voting. So we will have Andy on. We've reached out to Scott Perry. We've reached out to Byron. We're going to have these people on so you can speak with them. That's the time we have for today on Boston Early's Rush Hour. We're back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I thank each and every one of you. I don't care whether you agree with me or not. Thank you for listening. And, and we should continue our discussions. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. 
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.